radio? Yes, talk radio. So boring, man. Okay. It's Colorado. Tange looking for a hat trick. Dished it off. Shot deflected to the near side. Fine set up by Tange to Hayduk on the power play. Sackick fakes it. Takes it. Scores! Joe Sackick! Power play goal! Three to nothing, Colorado! April 25th, I am Bruce Battaglia of Puck77.com. And I'm James Cole of uh, Puck77.com. Uh, the, uh, the Leafs lost Game 7 against the Boston Bruins. I've seen that movie. I don't care for that movie. I'm getting a little tired of that movie, to be honest with you. A couple sequels. Yeah, I mean, you know, like... I was skeptical about Ted 2, but I quite enjoyed it. But that doesn't mean every sequel's good. Yeah. And this particular sequel was also annoying. Particularly when you didn't like the original movie. Yeah, I don't know why we keep going back. No. Really. I don't know why we keep making, making sequels of this fucking movie. I, yeah. I don't know a lot of people that really like this movie. The Titanic 4. It's not going to sink this time, guys. I know it. I know it's not going to sink this time. Fuck, there is a Titanic 2. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. Not not a great idea. No. Um your th- your thoughts on the game last night, James. And the series. Oh yeah, this is Laced Up a Hockey Podcast. Um I got to really remember that next time. I should tape that to like the microphone or something. This is Laced Up a Hockey Podcast and maybe I'll remember to say it. Maybe. Um Yeah, I don't know. That wasn't uh that wasn't a lot of fun last night. I did I did not have a good time watching that game. I kind of wish it would have just ended 4-1 so we could have just, you know, had that to talk about too, but um my favorite part about the game, well not even like favorite part about the game, but like one of the funniest things that happened last night was after the game ended, someone was like asking you, they're like, uh, "So what was the final score? Was it was it 5-1?" and you're just sitting there, "I, I don't even know." Yeah, well, it just I, blacked I, out the last like 2 I, minutes. I didn't know if that last one counted or not, like if they oh. got it in before the buzzer. I think could, so. Couldn't tell, but they did. So. Yeah, it was it was 5-1. So, yeah. We can avoid all the uh, 4-1 jokes today, yeah. at least, but um Yeah, not great. Um a lot of poor performances uh, all around and uh Looked like a team was, especially going back to Game Six, that just, uh, you know, I don't know if they just thought it was done and over with, or if they ran out of gas or what it was. But you can't score three goals in two games and expect to win a whole lot of hockey games. I mean, like, there's always injuries. Guys are always going to be banged up. Um, I don't know if the Leafs' potential injuries were as significant as the Bruins' potential ones, though, because. Uh, I still think Patrice Bergeron played that series hurt. 
He didn't really look like Patrice Bergeron to me for the most part. Um, for the Leafs, you know, Hyman didn't quite look right. We know Gardner now uh, was playing through a back thing, and I think we assumed it anyway. But, um, you know, it's 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 definitely tough. I, I think one thing that could be said here, and, and, you know, it maybe doesn't ease the pain, but I think it's something that Leaf fans definitely need to remember here, is that, uh, you know, the Bruins were, <laughs> what, second in the NHL this year? That they were. Yeah. Like, as good as your team is, it's it's really hard to be second in the National Hockey League. And even though the Leafs are good, like, to be as good as the Bruins were all year, that's not easy. So it's not like they fluked their way there. It's not like the Leafs can sit here and ask, like, why weren't we there? Like, it's really tough to be that good. And the Bruins were that good this year. Um, you know, credit to them in that sense. Anyway... Um, it definitely feels like a missed opportunity because I thought it was a really winnable series for the Leafs. I thought they should have taken a 3-1 series lead in Game 4. I thought they should have won the series in Game 6. The Bruins didn't play particularly well in either of those games. The Leafs missed their opportunity. And uh, Game 7 came around and the Bruins, I thought, were better last night. Yeah. But... Yeah. What are you doing? Um, you know, so... They, they tried, but it wasn't enough. Yeah, I, like that's, that's what it kind of boils down to for me is like if, if you lose that series even in the second round, then like you're supposed to lose to teams like Boston. They finished higher than you in the standings. You're supposed to lose to good teams. Yeah. And I, I, I don't know. Like there's, these, there's this outcry that, you know, all these changes are going to be coming down the – the, the pipeline now that, that the Leafs are out in the first round again. Well, yeah, but they're playing a team that they shouldn't be playing in the first round. Like, I get that you have to play to the rules that the league sets out, and that's all anyone can do. But in the big picture here, like, you shouldn't have two teams uh, in, you know, Winnipeg and St. Louis that didn't crack 100 points both playing each other in the first round. Just as you shouldn't have, what, the second and fifth place team in the league playing each other in the first round it doesn't make any sense like next season are we going to have tampa boston round one and now like the same argument can be made then same argument can be made last year it's a bad format i don't really understand why the format is the way it is At the end of the day there's nothing you can do about it you have to play you have to play that way so whatever uh, the better team won the series i don't i like i don't, I don't see why that is such a crisis, uh, based on some of the stuff I've been seeing on social media. But uh, yeah, it sucks because it's it's a first round matchup that shouldn't be taking place in the first round. Yeah. See, the problem first off with your theory is that uh, your Tampa Bay Boston series next year hinges on the fact that Tampa Bay is going to make the playoffs. Um, listen, like I think Toronto. I don't think there's going to be a lot of changes, um, and I think that's probably the right move because. Uh, I mean, last night I was very much on the Fire Babcock train. And today I would still say there's an argument there. Um, But the the problem is that firing your coach or trading a player who didn't... Who pissed you off, okay? So say they trade Kadri or they fire Babcock. These moves don't correct what has gone wrong in the past. 
you can't punish these people for what went wrong in the series necessarily. Um, you trade them or you fire them if you can't see it going right in the future. And so if Kyle Dubas and Brendan Shanahan meet with Mike Babcock and say, listen, you have to give the fourth line a shift or two less and mix in your top nine forwards, and Mike Babcock says, well, no, or doesn't give you a convincing sort of answer, then you kind of have grounds to fire him, and that's probably something you should look at doing. Um, I know Mike Babcock has an ego, but I don't know if he's that stubborn so as to not work with the management, um, because I don't really think he wants to get fired. doesn't really make a lot of sense. Um, It's the same thing with Kadri. If they think that Kadri is not going to correct himself and, and, you know, like stay out of things like this in the future, then they may trade him. Um, It's a little bit different with Kadri because Kadri has been through the ropes a little bit more. Whereas Babcock, you know, this is what, his fourth team or fourth, fourth year with the team? I mean, it's a lot in the NHL, but it's really not a lot. So I think, you know, maybe there's a bigger case to be made with Kadri. Kadri maybe makes a little bit more sense just from a cap perspective. I, I wouldn't do it, and I don't think they're going to do it, but it is something that's been talked about. Um, most likely, the biggest change going into next year, in my opinion, is is probably just going to be that Jake Gardner won't be here, which is really unfortunate because he's a really good hockey player. But, uh, yeah, people were asking me what kind of changes I think they're going to make. I really don't think Kyle Dubas is going to do much this summer. I, I don't see why he really would blow it up because, as you said, this is potentially a conference final series that just happened to be in the third week of April, and here we are. Yeah, and he doesn't have a lot of uh, room cap-wise either to make a lot of changes, so unless you're talking about shipping guys out, yeah, then... I mean, uh, that said, like, you know, if he can move Marlowe, he will. If he can move Zaitsev, he probably will. Um, but I... I those are ifs. You know what I mean? He can trade Kadri if he wants to. That's not going to be too difficult. So, if he wants to do it, he can do it. But, yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's, like, it's, he's going to need to get creative if he wants to do a ton. Exactly, yeah. It's it's going to be minute changes. You're going to be talking about, like, guys just filling in holes from last season where, you know, you're not you're not going to be able to afford Jake Gardner. So, yeah, Jake Gardner's gone. That's how the cap, the cap works. It's... Unfortunate, but unless you want to keep Gardner and trade Kapanen, but sure, what are you getting for Kapanen that doesn't already cost money? Like, there's an argument there, like like you talked about, like if they can find a way to flip one of those high money guys, um, then maybe there's a way to keep this guy around. But he's Mm going to want to have to stick around. On top of that, it's 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 one thing to have the money. It's not. I think he does convince the guy. To be honest with you, even though he's been treated horribly here, I honestly think he wants to stay here. It's tough to say. Like I, I think it, it seems like him and Babcock get along really well. Um, Babcock's a big yeah, fan of his, so. which was yeah. That was uh, that was the day I fell in love with Mike Babcock when uh, the Leafs hired him, and then he comes in and says Jake Gardner's a good hockey player, and it's like oh good, I'm not delusional. Yeah, you know. Yeah, so that's um, it's been uh, it's been a weird twelve hours to say the least. Yeah, uh, just I, I'm asking this question obviously because of. Because of the situation the Leafs are in right now with Babcock. But it is just genuinely a question that um, I'm curious to know. Do you think Sheldon Keefe has maybe coached his last game for the Marlies? Uh, well, not has, but will at the end of the season. 
Do you think he's a guy who moves up to the National Hockey League next year? Well, whether it be with the Leafs or not, but probably not. I'll say no, but that's just based on the fact that the Leafs have denied access from teams asking about his availability. So, I mean, if, if Edmonton and Philadelphia and I can't, I can't remember, I think it was LA as well, um, if, if they were all told no um, a month ago, I don't see what changes to become a yes in a month. Uh, you know, I think uh, Sheldon, you know, he's got a good hockey mind. You know, uh, really good grit, good jam. I think I think he's a failsafe that you just hang yeah. on to. Like, why why do you want to get rid of good hockey people? He's, he's our new Steve Spot. Sure. <laughs> but it was the same thing with Dubas. Like, at one point, everyone was talking about, like, oh, Kyle Dubas is going to get swept yeah. up and you know, go, go GM somewhere else. And the Leafs aren't dumb. Like, Brendan Shanahan's not going to lose an asset. Just yeah, Kyle, Kyle Dubas has done a great job as GM of the Colorado Avalanche. Exactly. Um, yeah, I... I I'm interested to see what happens with Keefe. I, I hope they, they keep him in the organization because I think he's the heir apparent to the Leafs uh, bench. But uh, how long them, that's going to be, it's hard to say. I could see them promoting him to assistant in, in if Toronto. he wants. If he wants, if, if Mike wants. If he wants, but I, I don't I don't think that's the right move for a guy. Probably not. You know what I mean? Like but, I, I, I think with a guy like that who supposedly is supposed to be this really good hockey mind and this really good coach, um, just keep him behind the bench and running the bench I think is the way to do it like certain guys are just not going to benefit from being an assistant coach see Mike Yo Um, right you know some some great coaches have have come out from working under Babcock though Um, it's true so there's an argument to be made there I think that Uh, you you know know. I uh, took that uh, took that job in Los Angeles you know Uh, all of his uh, all like Bill Peters Todd McClellan they all sound the same that's true Yeah. yeah Okay, so you're you're not pushing the panic button on the Leafs. I don't see why you would. I mean, I think I think the biggest issue here is that you just wasted an opportunity, and I think that's the big problem here. Um, John Tavares, I'm sorry, he's not going to have another career year as he gets older. He's he's on the back half of his his career at this point. How dare so you? He's not going to come How out and you? score 50 goals next season. How dare so you? So you've, you've you've lost that opportunity. Wrong. Maybe Austin Matthews fills the void because Wrong. he's getting better. So you have that to look forward to. Well, there's that. But that's but an if. Also, you're wrong. Um, you had a team in Columbus waiting in the second round. A very winnable series if you get by Boston. You potentially have one of Carolina or the Islanders waiting in the next round. Another easy series, potentially. I mean, there's there. I, I shouldn't say that. There's no easy series, but winnable series. You're not talking about taking on Tampa Bay in the conference finals or Boston in the conference finals where you should be playing them you know regardless but it's just a it's it's a unfortunate result because the path I don't think is going to be this easy ever again for this team yeah you uh you may be right there Jimmy um okay well I've, I've had it with the Leafs if you had it that was like 15 minutes about the Leafs yeah I'll see you in October <sighs> maybe um, it's time for a game of over-unders, James. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta map these things out better. Give yeah. a good mood and then... No, I just, to... I just like beating you over the head here. Yeah. Re- relentlessly. Um, yeah, so if, if for those of you, if this is the first time you've listened to the podcast, uh, we, James and I play a little game, and by that I mean, uh, I torture James with, uh, hockey tidbits. Um, how the game works is I give James a player and a category... And he's going to have to uh, to tell me if it's over or under the number that I give him. So, for example, if it's career high points in a season, 
which our first category will be, and say I say Tony Amante, and I say over or under 85 points, James has to guess if it's over or under 85 points. And then uh, if he's right, he's right. If he's wrong, he's wrong. And at the end, he inevitably loses. So it's it's a lot of fun for me Big and fan. for you, yeah. but not for James. So it's good times. Uh, are you ready, James? I, I think so. Career high points in a season is our first category. Your first player is Martin Havlat. Over or under 73 points in a season. Over. You are correct. You're one for one. Uh, 77 in 08-09. Go Hawks. I, was, I, I saw him that season. Yeah, I guess he was a Blackhawk. Uh, number two. Former, uh, former uh, uh, PED bust, Sean Hill. Duluth. Duluth, Minnesota native, Sean Hill. Over or under 39 points in a season. Over. Sean Hill had 44 points in 99-2000. I think he also had another 44-point season in there. You're two for two. Thank you. This is one of the ones you're usually better at, I find. Career high points in a season, so it's about to... I feel like I've got a good just... I would feel on guys' careers, but... Well, this next one should be fun. It's a former Maple Leaf. Nice. Former Maple Leaf left winger, Mason Raymond. Hmm. Over or under 50 points in a season. He's a two-time 20-goal scorer, but not much of a pass. I'll, I'll say under. It is over. Wow. Uh, Mason Raymond had 53 points in 2009-2010 with the Vancouver Canucks. Hmm. So two for three. That was all right. Yeah. Okay, your next category. This will be a fun one. I picked three beauties here. Uh, career total wins. So it's going to be a goaltender. You're going to have to tell me if they won under or over this amount of games in their career. Uh, your first player is Michael Telkvist. Over or under 50 career wins? Under. It's under. Yeah. Uh, 45. Mikhail Telkvist. Huh. Former Leaf, former Sabre, former Coyote. Number two. Former Maple Leaf, Jean-Sebastien Aubin. Just a nice run of Maple Leafs here. Uh, over or under 95 career wins? Under. It's also under. Uh, J.S. Oban has 80 career wins. You're four for five. It did fall apart on you a few weeks ago, so we'll see. It was four to five. Jesus Christ. Uh, your last goaltender, Pascal Leclerc, over or under 90? Over. I was shocked to learn that Pascal Leclerc only has 61 career wins. I would have guessed double that, to be honest with you. Huh. Yeah, felt like he played a long time. But he never played on any good teams, right? So that's another thing. He lost like 80-something games, I think. Um, so you're four for six. Halfway point. You feeling good? Not bad. You feeling confident? Yeah. Yeah. Well, here comes your favorite category. Everyone's favorite category. The one that tends to trip James up. Career total games played. Uh, now this week, it's a little bit less obscure. You're going to get a few actual veterans in here. But you're going to have to tell me just how many they played, basically. Uh, Pavel Dimitra, the late great Pavel Dimitra, over or under nine hundred career games. Over. It is under, mm-hmm. good sir. Eight hundred and forty-seven for the late great Pavel Dimitra. Yeah, well. Uh, number two, yellow visored Eric Weinrich. Over or under eleven hundred games played. Wow. Um, <laughs> under. It is over, good sir. 1,157 games in the National Hockey League, and all of a sudden you're 4 for 8. Oh, boy. Uh, your final player, 
Mike Van Ryn, former Toronto Maple Leaf. Just a lot of Leafs today. It's Leaf Day. Uh, the guy who also got his head bashed in at TD Garden through the glass. Okay. Uh, over under 475 games played in the National Hockey League. Under. 353. Hmm. I was shocked. Uh, so, so you're 5 for 9. You need to get one right to at least get to the tiebreaker here. Love it. Career total points. So what did they end with at the end of their career? Your first player is Dan Boyle. Over or under 650 career points? Over. 605 mm. is under, good sir. You're 5 for 10. Your second player, another of why I didn't do this intentionally, another former Toronto Maple Leaf, Cody Franzen. Over or under 175 career points? Over. It is over, good sir. 212. You can win it here. And your make or break player, potentially is Mike Sillinger, his second appearance on over-unders, but it was for career-high goals in a season last time. I'm now looking for career total points. Is it over or under 600 on the career of Mike Sillinger? Over. It is under, good sir. 550, or sorry, 548. So you, you get a tiebreaker here, uh, and I always like to kind of ask you just if they reached a milestone. Um, so I'm going to ask you, is Chris Drury a former 40 goal scorer or not? I'll say no. Nice. Jimmy, you did it. That's your second time with the win. Nice. Uh, Chris Drury's career high was 37 in 2006-2007 with the Buffalo Sabres. Oh, Sabres. He then left and uh, made it maybe another three years in the league. So, yeah, you, you, you did well. That's Thanks. that's good. Good for you. I, th- I thought that was a bit of an easier one this week, you know. Not to not to give you too much credit here, you know. Uh, the TELUS Cup is this weekend, James. Uh, that's right here. Are you going? Well, I, I guess it's this week. It's yeah, not this weekend. Yeah. It's all week, but... I, ho- I hope to. I, yeah. uh, I guess we're going Friday night. Forgot about that. Well, I got rid of my shift still, but... Oh, I thought yeah. you did. No, no. I nice. won't know that till like, Friday. Cool. Yeah. Well, I got rid of mine, so hopefully... Nice. Uh, Hopefully I'm not going to be Steven Glansberg sitting there watching the fucking uh, games by myself. But you have a portable head radio. What? Head radio. You can sit there and listen. What, to the... what am I, Steve Bartman? Yeah. No. Okay. Well, I have I have headphones. That's not as funny. Like Bluetooth headphones. No, it's not as funny. Hmm. It, it should be pretty cool. There's a lot of cool people in town for this. Uh, Don Cherry's going to be here apparently. Uh, what's his face? Felix Potvin is coaching one of the teams. Yeah, we really uh, did a great job of uh, lining up some guests, didn't we? Yeah, we do have a guest this week, and he's got nothing to do with the Telus Cup, so it should be good. He went to some Telus Cup games, apparently. Went and watched. That's great. Yeah. No, oh, yeah, but you're you're gonna you're gonna make it out then, I guess. I think what? so. Um, I'm hoping to anyway. Uh, finals are on Sunday. Meg Meg Dog Meg Gog. I can't remember how to say that. Uh, Ma- the, the team from Quebec. I'm gonna say Magog. They are Magog. Uh, they are Magoo. The- they're tops in tournament so far. They haven't uh, they haven't lost. I think they've only been behind, uh, like like trailing in the game once, and it was only for a few minutes. So oh, yeah? They look pretty strong. Stefan Robida's kids here playing for Toronto. And, oh. Yeah, it's it's a cool tournament. Like it, it's it's kind of unfortunate that it doesn't seem to be getting as much hype as um, maybe it, it should be because a lot of these a lot of these kids um, are going to go on to have some pretty good hockey careers and I think uh, 
there's been obviously quite a few NHLers that have come out of this tournament, and uh, it's um, the first time that I can remember Thunder Bay hosting it. I'm sure we've hosted it before. Yeah, I think they did in like the 80s or something. Yeah, so, yeah, it's, it's good. It's good for the city. Yeah. Kings are actually, like, competitive. I think they won their their uh, bracket or whatever. It's like the Memorial Cup. Like, there's there's different champions from different regions, and then there's a host. And I, I know they were the hosts, but I think they won their their region as well. So that's kind of cool. Sure. Yeah. 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 I mean, anytime you win, it's cool. Um, Wouldn't know. Yeah. No, I, I'm hoping to make it out. It should be fun. Um, and basically, yeah, if you uh, if you were on the fence about going to check out the Tells Cup, definitely go. It's a, it's a good chance to support some, not just our, not just our, like, you know, our community, but, uh, you know, to see some good hockey, For see sure. some good hockey players. And at the very least, maybe you'll meet Felix Potvin. Felix the Cat. The uh, the Winnipeg Jets were eliminated before the last time we spoke, or was it after? I think we talked about them being out. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Yeah. We did talk about them being out. Um, what we did not, well, we did sort of touch over, but uh, a couple statements have come out, and one of them uh, indicates that Nikolai Ehlers played with a fracture in his leg. That's neat. Yeah, uh, especially considering considering even though he played like eight minutes, I thought he was pretty good. I stubbed my toe this morning, and I, I could barely get around my house, so. You can barely get around your house on a good day. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. You, you are literally too stupid to insult. Thank, thank you, sir. Thank you. Um, have another. Yeah, I mean, so yeah, like, you know, it's pretty dust. I mean, like, the Jets, you know, probably would have had a better fate if they were healthy, you would think. Patrick Liney was hurt. They haven't exactly said what, but apparently played through a back issue through the through the whole season. So we know that now. Um, gonna, my back. What is that? My back. Seems like a weird time to do Dominic Hasek impressions. I like the back. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, you know, do you think how how much do you think injuries played a role for the Jets here in this series against the Blues? Not a ton. No. No. This is still a team at the end of the day that you've got enough talent there that, you know, one one or two guys being banged up. Because every team's got one or two guys being banged up. And it it all equals out at the end of the day. Like, you can't tell me the Blues were healthy through and through. Like, I wouldn't, I, I could not fathom any team at this point being that healthy. Especially one playing against the Jets and the way the Jets play. Yeah, O'Reilly's either uh, gotten really, really bad in a span of like... <laughs> Like a week, or uh, he's hurt for sure. So, yeah. and I would probably say the latter. But yeah, no, I don't know. But uh, it, it's definitely tough news for the Jets. Hopefully, these guys get healthy in the long term because uh, they kind of need that Patrick Line, dude. Yeah, he wouldn't. Uh, he wouldn't be bad to have at full capacity, to say the least. So, um, uh, you know, just uh, going to go back to uh, to Finland and uh, you know just play some golf and. Uh, you know, uh, maybe some Fortnite. Hmm. That's my Patrick Liney. That's interesting. Okay. Um, now, I'm curious to, to know where you come down on this idea. Sure. Because it's, it's something that obviously happens every year, and we talk about it like it's this big heroic thing. But am I the only one that thinks it's kind of ridiculous that these players play through the injuries they... Like, you can't honestly tell me. Like, let, let's take the Leafs, for example, just because I'm more familiar with their, their roster. You can't tell me that a banged up Jake Gardner is a better option than a hundred percent healthy Callie Rosen. Like, is it that 
big a, a, a gap in skill that this guy can play with a broken back at a, a better level than a, a fully healthy like number one AHL defenseman. I think so. That big a gap? Not not always. Like there there are there are instances. Like I mean, like Wayne Simmons playing all season last year with whatever the fuck he happened a dislocated knee or some shit. Like, come on, man! You can barely fucking skate out there. It's a whole season. Take some time to heal up. In your particular example, yeah, Jake Gardner is way better for sure. Okay. Even while he's banged up. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't see it that way. Like I, I watch these guys try to battle through these injuries, and it's just like. I don't know. Like you, you've got fifty contracts. Sometimes to it's use. a case. Sometimes it's not. But in your example, yeah, I would rather Gardner for sure. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I'd rather a defenseman that can move than a guy that can probably barely stand up. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. It, it depends how you value Jake Gardner, I guess, because I, I think he's top ten defenseman in terms of passing the puck in the NHL. Well, but yeah, that's, maybe even that's top when he's healthy. Yeah, but well. You don't need you don't need your back to pass. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you know what else is fun is I was I still got the Telus Cup uh, thing up here. The Halifax Max have a fucking McDonald's. Uh, oh, that they do. McDonald's symbol is their logo. You don't need your back to pass. <laughs> we got nothing but great content for you this week, folks, and include and in, included in that we have our guest this week. Our guest on the show this week is. Thunder Bay North Star defenseman Cole Turbide. Uh, you may be familiar with Turbs uh, having, you know, pretty heavy social media presence. The guy's hilarious. He also was in the news this uh, season as he threw a uh, pretty big hit that got some mixed feedback on the internet. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about uh, his own injury struggles as well as his thoughts on the NHL playoffs and a few more things. So, uh, yeah, here's Cole. Sitting here with Cole Turbide of the Thunder Bay North Stars. Yeah. Former uh, Nipigon Elk. Yeah, I'm a three-time week. Former Fort William Canadian. Yeah. Fuck. A Thistle. Oh, Uh, yeah, Thistle. A Thunder Bay Chain. Yeah. I got a lot. You got a lot of tracksuits. A couple, yeah. Yeah. Oh, North Stars, yeah, we did those out of the year, but yeah, I got one. Yeah. <laughs> a couple in my day. A, a, a one-game Falani's Falcon. Ooh. Oh, yeah. yeah let's yeah. talk about that first. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Let's clarify that. Oh. What the fuck happened there? Oh, you know what the best part is? Who we play? The Kings. And I was like, holy fuck. Because uh, we, we had games, right? And we all wanted to play our one junior B game. Okay. And then that one night, there was a game. Uh, we were... Uh, we were already out drinking. I was a camera. <laughs> so anyway, so Brock left. He's the only one that played. Migs and Dealer didn't even end up playing their game because we were out. So I get a call from Rob. He's like, Kate, the only game you can play is with the Falcons. And I was just like, holy fuck. I'm like, who are they playing? The Kings. And I was like, fuck off. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I remember what did we, I think we lost 9-1. We were winning one nothing though at one point. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh and, and the worst part is, <laughs> and then it the, fell apart. The worst part is, I get there and he starts me. Oh God! Like starts me, like me and Avery both started. I'm like, yeah. standing ovation. Like I don't. Hey, of course my dad comes. The scriber, yeah. the scriber, faithful. I like Mario and always good guy, but oh, he's just always yelling. Oh, come on, boys, come on! And it's just like, 
me and Avery or and then yeah, if you look on my elite prospect, it still says I play on the Falcons. Oh, that's your, like your current team. Yeah. It says yeah. current team LGHL Striber for the Falcons. You're never, never gonna get that fixed. I've heard that a couple of times on the ice. It's like holy fuck, you play on the Falcons. You're a bum. Oh, fuck you, know I don't. <laughs> I wish there was. Also, that's a that's a. So they gotta get a better phone. I think that right? is a terrible. You see that? Oh yeah. Go, go on I'll pull it up. Here. Look. Where's where's your you know draft day head and shoulders shot? Yeah, I don't know. No, I guess they pass up on the sixteenth round. Mm. But yeah, it's. Uh, Looks like uh, I don't know what that is. Holy shit! You look like uh, fucking Nate Smallwood out there. Uh, a little bit, actually. A little bit, eh? So yeah, I mean, uh, well, when you're not playing on the Falcons, you're playing for the uh, for the North Stars, um, and you guys are uh, SIJHL champs. Yeah, not bad. Eh? What do we? I think we lost seven games this year. Holy fuck! I was a little worried though. Yeah, I honestly, was I thought. Because what, the red light beat us three in a row at the end of the season? Yeah, I guess so, eh? And their rates have dumped. Yeah. So, like, and they work at good rates. It's a very small barn. They're big. They hit. And they know how to play on yeah, it, too. I mean, yeah. Well, if you ever watch, all they do is dump it or ice it. Yeah. Pretty fun game as a D-man when you're at the red line all game. <laughs> Just making sure you don't fuck up. Yeah. Yeah. And so, it wasn't bad. Only two rounds since every team made it. You got a couple goals this year, too. Uh, Yeah. Uh, power one for one in the power play. Actually. Holy shit! Uh, how what, what was the score of the game that you got out there on a power play? Must have been like eighteen uh, no, nothing um, or something. Because Bryant was he fought that game, so he wasn't in front of the net. Kilby was scratched. And I think Nicholas was suspended. And then you know me when the power play comes, I just get off. I fucking sit. No, I always sit down, but I was fucking around talking to Doug, shooting the shit like we always do. Yeah, he starts yelling at me. I'm like, what? He's <laughs> like, get, get the fuck out there. I'm like, oh, okay, okay. And uh, that's, you know, mid shoots it on the ice, and I uh, tip it in, actually. But got a tip in. A <laughs> tip in. So what, I, what did I, I was averaging one goal a game, though, at the start. Wow. <laughs> one game only. But well, you know. More points than OJ. 12, 12, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. More points than OJ at one point. Yeah, I don't 12 do points on the season. It's not bad. High. You got her done. Look at that. 24 points, 37 games for the Thistles. Yeah, that's not... Th- thinner back then, though, eh? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> there there was less of you. I guess uh, I guess we should talk about your uh, your uh, appearance on social media this year a little bit. Uh, you uh, you were... Uh, oh. You got some notoriety for a big hit there, to say the least. Yeah, it was... A, I think that video had like 13,000 views. <laughs> Something like that. I'll pull it up here. Or... Oh, the... But then I go on Instagram, and then I have, like, I'm reading this kid's bio. It's, like, 06, like, IP2 or something. He's DMing me the video. And I'm, like, all right, uh, how about this? uh, Keaton Gary adds a photo on Instagram, and it just tags me as some random fan. Yeah. And then there's comments, at C-Turbs is my idol. I'm just, like, oh. (laughs) (laughs) I just check my Instagram DMs, and it's just, Oh, they're little kids. Yeah. This this kid was a call-up, right? Well, I honestly wasn't going to hit him, but then I realized that this kid was uh, beating mids all game, so I'm like, oh, okay, maybe I'll... Yeah. <laughs> Sit him down. <laughs> like, what, what are you going to do, though, when he cuts in like that? Like, he literally cut in perfect. I looked, and Fortin was angled. I'm like, okay. Yeah. I was like, oh. It's going to happen. One way or another kind of thing. I do right? respect, though. Like, I, I would be hurting. Yeah. I'm skinny. Yeah. 
he gets right up and gets off. Yeah. So I mean, kudos to that guy. Well, that was the thing I thought with the whole the whole hit is people were kind of giving you giving you uh, some guff online, but like. The kid got up. He, you know, he kept playing. He he went right back out there. So you yeah. got to give him some credit there. Yeah, I do. I do but I would be hurting. Yeah. Like no, no way I'd be getting up. It reminded me, uh, my my buddy, uh, when he was, yeah, you know, he knows the story. My buddy was playing junior B. He was on uh, Nipigon, and uh, they were playing. I guess the, I think it was the Stars. No, who it was the had, Hawks when they had Madel. Uh, well, it was the same same oh, okay, era, okay, okay. same era, but. Uh, it was uh, Tom Kane was playing for the uh, was playing for the Hawks at the time, and uh, my buddy, like you know Tom Kane, he's fucking yeah. six foot three, two hundred and thirty pounds. He was in the OHL as a fighter. He's playing junior B in in Thunder Bay against like, so my buddy who's on Nipigon, five foot six, about one hundred and thirty pounds at the time. Is it your buddy Biazio? Biazio. Yeah. So Biazio's skating up the ice. And the loudest crack, it sounded like thunder. It sounded like a helmet broke or something. Like, Kane just fucking hammers him. And to this day, I'm glad Brody was okay, but it was still probably the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. Because, like, Brody's skating up the ice, head down. Tom Kane's on the ice. Tom (laughs) Kane is on the ice. Like, he's looking to fucking beat you guys, for sure. Like, Well, probably, yeah. He got hammered. So Tom felt horrible though. Like he apologized to him later, but like yeah, yeah. Was, I, uh, I kind of felt bad because I, I do know that guy. Yeah, because he plays on the Thistles, right? Yeah. Literally, like went and watched their games the weekend before, and then I just crushed him. So I kind of felt bad. Now he knows. Yeah. Like, well, <laughs> people should learn later like, when the time Pelly. Well, it's, it's part of the game, though, right? When Pelly's at the pass in the red line, we're in. Oh, this is going to be the first year at North Stars when Pelly is playing in the uh, three guys on him. I'm yelling on the dump it. He cuts in the middle. That's when he got his jaw. You ever see that video where he gets his jaw broken? I normally post it on his birthday. Happy birthday. Yeah, I have yeah. seen that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he's looking at me in the dressing room. Is it broken? Like, well, it's probably. Probably. It doesn't look uh, good. Uh, well, yeah, it's probably yeah. broken, man. <laughs> yeah. So you guys are headed to the Dudley Hewitt. Yeah. When when do you guys head out then? On Monday. You head out on Monday? To Cochrane. Cochrane. Not, not, not going to lie, not a bad rink. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, that's half the and, battle. And a good canteen. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Like, like a little little bar there. I don't know. I was there one time, but yeah. They have a good canteen, good bar. It's not, they got TVs all over the rink, too. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And a huge bear. They come <laughs> out of a huge bear. I'm not kidding. Yeah, I'm not the same really? Snap. Yeah, I got to uh, see that. Yeah, yeah. Like a big fucking polar bear. They, they come out of it. It's <laughs> smoke. I'm not kidding you. <laughs> That's pretty sick. Like, you know, I think that is sick in, like, in the NHL or something, but I just... Hey, I, if your barn's not packed, do you like that? So, yeah. Jesus, that is true. But I bet you, like, at the Dudley, we're playing them the home game yeah. first game, so I bet you it will be packed. It'll be packed, yeah. So it's probably, it probably would look cool then, like, fuck yeah, you're coming out with a little smoking big polar bear head, but, like, I'd say, like... There's only 200 people there. It's like, yeah, oh, let's just not pull us in tonight. Yeah. You, uh, did you watch the, uh, Sharks in Vegas last night? You're wearing a, we got a Vegas Golden Knights, yeah. uh, sweater in the house right now. So, yeah. what, uh, what'd you, what'd you think of the game? I thought it Spe- wasn't bad. I did like how Vegas stored that role at the end. I was pumped. Yeah. Because I always like making my, uh, terrible overtime pits. <laughs> the the Bucci OT oh, challenge, yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, I'm, glad, so, I'm glad we can keep picking Roman Polak. 
Who who Rock, the Rockwood Grimaldi, whatever his name? Rockwood Grimaldi. Yeah, yeah. yeah, a little upset about that guy. Well, yeah, my my I, I'm a big uh, I'm a big Andrew Mangiapane guy. Oh, in Bucci yeah, Overtime yeah, Challenge, he's a go-to. Uh, definitely Melker Carlson is my other guy. Mel Melker. Got to specify Melker though. It's, and I because uh, you know what I like doing too. I like yeah, I like going on like the score. I go stats. Look at time of ice. Nine minutes. And just pick the guy that's been out there at least. This guy's probably not even fucking playing. So for the Leafs, it would be, uh, what, like Freddie Goche? Uh, No, I normally never do a Leaf one because I don't like the Leafs because I'm a Habs fan. I normally always just don't. Yeah. Yeah. How, what did you think of the Habs this season? Uh, No, I would have liked it if they made the playoffs, but at the same time. It wasn't the point, right? No. Yeah. I would have liked to watch playoff hockey. Yeah. You never know, though. I mean, if Carolina has taken the Capitals to seven. Yeah. So, well, I mean, that's the other thing, too, right? Like, Carey Price keeps playing his game, right? Maybe the Habs would have sweeped it. Like, yeah. when they got fucking pumped by Washington that one year, but one. When Halak was, like, shutting the door. Yeah. So, maybe, but I'm fine. So, I don't know. Let's see. What, 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 I think they draft 15th overall. You're not on suicide watch, then? No. Well, maybe I'm still about the Falcons, but it's different. <laughs> that's a different that's different, different set of problems there. I don't know. I mean, if I was a Leafs fan, I'd be I'd be choked. Well, it's not my favorite day. This is not this is not the greatest day ever. If we're talking playoffs, do you like the, do you like how the format is? I don't. No, no, I, I, I don't. Uh, I mean, me, I think it should be one versus eight. Yeah, like these. Uh, they're trying to do it to create rivalries, right? But like the, the rivalries will create themselves in the playoffs. Like you don't need every to playoff game. Every playoff series gets heated. Exactly. It so matter. yeah, if you got, I mean, I, I I still think they should keep it east and west. You know what I mean? Yeah, I wouldn't be a big fan of the people, one versus sixteen I, kind of yeah, thing. I guess but people want to see two two east teams make it. But yeah, I, I don't think so. I'd still rather two two east, two west. I think or, the you best know what way I mean? to do it is like keep it east west. Up until the final four, and then reseed the final four. So you could have like Habs Bruins in the final instead four. of like a conference final. It's yeah, just, like just a, have a final four. Yeah, you know, final four. Just, I wouldn't mind that. You know, reseed it then because how much fun would that be? I, I'd love to see like L.A. and the, yeah. and the Ducks for the cup, or you know what I mean, like yeah. something like that. The Rangers and Islanders for the cup. How L.A. Cool and the, L.A. and the Ducks for the cup. <laughs> Fuck, wow. that's see quite a years, that's quite a fucking timeline yeah. you've got yeah, there. Or the Islanders and Rangers. I don't know about that one either, but. Like a couple years ago, like the Blackhawks and Kings, that would have that would have been a great, you know what I mean? Like those were probably the, the two final. best teams, yeah. but they yeah. had to play each other in the West final instead. So. Yeah, no, and I mean like you've already combined the two conferences in the Cup final, and have this incredibly weird fucking matchup as it is. So what's what's yeah. the difference yeah. if they were to do it around early, just, right? Like I don't like how it is right now. No, I, I do like one versus eight. No, yeah, because I mean like the thing with Toronto Boston is that more than likely would have been like a conference final, provided both teams like showed up for all their series kind of thing, yeah, right? Like more than likely at this point, that's what it would have been. Uh, Tampa still would have lost, but whatever. Probably. Yeah, yeah, my bracket's gone. Yeah, who'd you have? I got I got one thing right. The Blues. Jesus. And that's because I told you, remember? Or no, two actually, the Bruins. Cause right, one of my, yeah. And one of my things, I said, okay, whatever, Bruins are winning the Cup. I don't know why I said that. I doubt it. Well, they probably will. I have them in St. Louis in the five. <laughs> in the five. I don't know. I I'm a... Uh, yeah, it goes to Bobby Orr. I'm in a pool of, uh, I want to say, about 300 people. 300? And uh, I've got two picks right so far. And I'm still in 65th out of like 300. 
despite what, having two teams right. What was your other one? What, what was your right ones? Uh, I, I got the Stars right. Really? And I got the Sharks right. That's it. Oh, fuck, I was I was debating the Sharks for so long. I uh, if the if the Caps lose tonight, I'll go all for four in the East. And I watch every single minute of the Leafs play, so I watch all these fucking teams play. You know, a decent amount. And uh, yeah, you put the Stars really? Yeah. Why? I don't like Nashville. I don't like no. I just I don't I don't I didn't think they were very good this year. That is true. They looked weak. For a while, I thought, and if it was going to be a defensive battle, it sounds fucked to say, but like I, I t- I'll take the stars, you know, over the Predators. You know I like, I like that, that young D man on the stars. Heiskanen. Yeah, or he, I can't say his name. He's going to be good. He already is good. Him and Polak. Him and Polak. One and two. Man, do I ever miss me some <laughs> Roman Polak? Do you model your game around uh, oh, Roman Polak? I hate Polak. I just, <laughs> me, I, I don't know how a guy like that is in the NHL still. Who's who's your player comparable? Like if you, you if want, you were to you compare, want to know what's Dasso, my favorite player. I you know it, Delzato. Yeah, yeah, I did. I yeah, didn't know I that. Didn't what that what what the fuck remember, is the deal with that anyway? Remember, I don't know. Growing up, I played one NHL, and I'd always be the Rangers. I just liked Delzato. I don't know why. And I'm the kind of guy. I I think if you have a favorite player, you don't change. The weirdest guy, apparently. Fucking like, Michael Delzato. People in the world that still have a nice range, real Rangers Delzato jersey, like the nice one. Where I got. Like I got to tell York. you, James. Like I, I know, I you, you haven't spent a lot of time with Terps. You got to see this guy's like fucking memorabilia collection. Okay. It's per, something else. Off the wall Just jerseys, what? hats, oh, like, shirts, everything. Like a random. I have a J.R. Smith jersey. Oh, that's Cleveland. awesome. Sure. You got some baseball jerseys too, eh? Yeah. Aaron, you got Rockies. Yeah, Aaron Otto. I got now. Uh, Altuve. Trout. Is that when I was wearing it? Oh, Yellish. You got, he's got a Yellish one, too. Right? I got a Manziel Cleveland. I don't own jersey. a baseball jersey, I don't think. Come on, guy. I think jerseys. I got to get an Ortiz one. I think jerseys are the best thing ever. Yeah. Like no, I, summer, I'm a big fan. You just rock your gut out in a you baseball can jersey. You can wear them to the pool. You yeah. can wear them <laughs> to the mall. Yeah. You can wear them to a fancy dinner. Yeah. Maybe. I wore you, two different jerseys yesterday alone. There you go. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't mind an NHL jersey, but like they're just... I don't like wearing them to the party or anything because it's right hot. Yeah, 100%. And they're a lot... Yeah, and then that was the biggest mistake I made, though. Buying a real Dell's Auto jersey traded, like, a month later. Like, a real... That's my big fear with buying jerseys. Like, the guy's going to be gone within, like, a yeah. year. Yeah. That's yeah. Literally, like, a month later traded. Like, that, that's literally the reason I won't get a Nylander jersey because I'm still convinced that there's something that's going to happen to that We were, we were at the Jet Skier shop uh, one time and... I was standing like in line. Shop thing? Yeah, at the rink. So we were at the rink oh, at the uh, game. Oh, I'm Jersey too, Jets. So okay, so that, that's what I'm getting at. So the guy in front of me in line is buying a Zach Bogosian jersey. That's good jersey. Next though. morning traded. Next morning, I watched a guy buy a fucking Zach Bogosian jersey like a at a game, and then the next morning we're sitting at fucking or the afternoon we're sitting at Red Lobster. I pull out my phone and fucking there you go. See you later. Kane and Bogosian to go to Buffalo. Now, see, like, the good thing is is that I know a lot of, like, rinks, they have, like, a 48-hour a window or something like that. Like, if you buy a jersey and you have the receipt and, like, that guy got traded within that window, you can come back and exchange it for something yeah. else. But well, I, I, A lot of teams will even, or just fix the name bar. Like, true. they'll just take yeah. it off and put a new one on if you want to oh, keep I'd the actual bad, jersey. Bad. I'd actually probably be bad at my house. Like, I'd be, like, probably fist. Like, yeah. Fuck, piece of shit traded. <laughs> 
just just to back up a second because I I, I, did, I don't want to go back to this t- uh, any later than we've already gone past it. I'm just curious because I don't know too much about the league. So this this Dudley Hewitt that you guys are going to, yeah, is this it? Like if you guys win that, do you go anywhere else? Then you just go to the RBC. RBC. Okay. I mean, we have an Oakville will be good. I think a couple yeah. of guys supposed to be drafted in the NHL. And they got like five D one commits. Guys that played in the OHL for like three years. So you never know. It brought maybe a one nothing win. Cheap goal. Bro Brocky stands on his head there. Yeah. Yeah. Well that's like when last year when the team like the OJ that went to the RBC. Yeah. They I think on Oshaw like fifty to fourteen they won one nothing. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that so, actually. Really, if we, I think we can beat the NLJ, because talking to a couple of guys, they said Cochran's not bad, and it's either Hurst or Sue, that's in game seven tonight, and they said if we work hard, I don't know, I don't think we're bad. Yeah, I mean, if we well, you got there already, right, yeah. and you've been scratching, clawing your way to get there, because uh, yeah, like it wasn't an easy playoff series. So. Guys like OJ and Gary and Big Nolf, I think we are better this year than we were last year. Yeah. So I, I wouldn't I would buy way. It'll be okay. The, the only con of winning is I need a new job. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. Can't firefight because it goes because the start. Oh, yeah, I guess so. I'm already late. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I'd have to go, right? Yeah. And I wouldn't even care if I went to the RBC, lost every game, 9 nothing, Just to say I went. Yeah. I'd imagine the North Stars against Brooks Bandits. Where is it this year? In Brooks. Oh. What did Brooks lose? Like, two games all year? In a good lead? <laughs> Well, you never know. Look it up. I don't know. Like you said, them. like uh, you said, Brock. Yeah, look, look it up. I think they only lost like one playoff game. Brooks Bandits. I think, I, I think they got nineteen or like seventeen guys committed. Jesus. Yeah, that'll be tough. That's the team that uh, Kale McCarr played on. Oh, okay. Yeah, last year, yeah. Jesus, he is so good. Like real Weird. good. Did Did you ever watch any of those uh, hockey games? Yeah, Which ones? Before? No, I didn't. Those weren't bad games. Yeah. Fifty-seven, three and three. Yeah, there you, you go. You guys were what, 49-5-3? Yeah. Eh. Don't forget that we also played the Iron Rangers a couple times. In there. Okay, that's fair. So, yeah. like that, that's that's pretty good hockey lead. Go Iron Rangers. Hey, they made the playoffs. Was that that night you uh, you guys won? It was like 16 nothing or something like that, and there was only like one guy who didn't get on the score sheet, and it was you? Me, me and Gillis. Oh, was it? You see the Chronicle Journal. Brendan Gillis called her by, I think Evan Nicholas, to fail to register a point. That's tough. That's tough. And then I remember, I, who, who was talking? They're like, holy fuck, you win 16 nothing, you don't get a fucking point. Yeah. Have have a shot go off your shin or something. Like, eh? I think I had a couple chances where people to score and they just didn't score. Yeah. You know, their team's pretty good, though, yeah. So you guys head out Monday then? Monday, yeah. And then, what's the schedule like, or how does that work? Uh, I think it's Tuesday, we 7.30, we play the host, and then we play at 2.30 at 2.30 again. Winston. Okay. I don't like that. No, I wouldn't either. Like, f- to me, a perfect hockey game was like nine at night. I'm really yeah, I, I just. More time to recover from the night before, eh? Oh, uh, maybe that too, yeah. 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 I just. two 2.30 is to me a little early. You're still hung over at that point. 2.30 is real early for yeah. a hockey game, regardless, though. That's, like, uh, like yeah, what tough. was that one Islanders game? Like 3 o'clock? Or, or was the Leafs played at three last yeah, weekend yeah, that, too, and they uh, were fucking—they were sleepy. 
That's pretty dust time for a fucking playoff game, though. Yeah. In the NHL. Well, the other thing is, too, Boston's on the road that day, right? So they're at the fucking hotel. Like, they're getting up early regardless. The Leafs are getting all sleepy, cozy in their regular bed. They're taking their sweet-ass time getting out of bed. Meanwhile, Boston's all regimented, and Leafs come out. All, all right, but Boston looked. Yeah, I didn't. I, you know I what I mean? We won the league. They were ready to I, go. I didn't catch the game. No, you didn't see that. No. Yeah, no, it was. Well, you didn't miss much. No. no, fuck me. All right, well, uh, you get. I guess you can catch Cole and the Thunder Bay North Stars in Cochrane if you're willing to uh, to hop in the old vehicle and take a little uh, take a little jaunt up. Other than that, uh, oh, by the way, I can't believe that car is still out there. <laughs> Which one? Oh, you know which one, the, the black one there. <laughs> that, that thing's got to go at, yeah. at, at one point. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, thanks for sitting down with us, yeah. Cole. Eh? Thanks a lot, boys. <laughs> Our thanks to Cole Turbide for joining us on the Laced Up Hockey Podcast. The guy's insane. Yeah. Um, it's crazy. He's a character. Yeah. That was, that was something. Hung over as hell. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, we hope you enjoyed that. Hopefully, Turbs will be back. We, we'd love to have Turbs back on. Um, cause he's a joke. The Sharks and the Golden Knights last night ended in hilarious fashion. Uh, and by hilarious, I mean, uh, I was right and you were wrong. James, do you care to, uh, eat shit here for a minute while I heat up my coffee? Yeah, I mean, like any time that, you know, the, the league has to come in and decide to throw the rules out the window, I mean, I guess it's hard to predict how a hockey game is going to go i mean like if tomorrow they showed up and started playing with a rubber ball on the ice i probably wouldn't know who's going to win either so yeah i, I don't know what to tell you i guess congratulations on uh uh guessing which team was going to get fucked hardest by the refs so yeah yeah eat shit thanks thanks boss uh yeah that was uh that was pretty wild i guess maybe I don't explain know. to the people what happened well now this is just speculative because I wasn't at the the actual game, but um, from what I saw, um, I think Doug Wilson uh, made a generous cash donation to the uh, referees association and uh, found a way to uh, uh, have a three nothing deficit uh, erased in a matter of minutes because uh, the guys in stripes don't know the rules of the book. So that's that's what happened. Rules of the book. The book yeah. of the rules. The book of the rules. Um, yeah, I mean, like, it was kind of an interesting one, because, like, uh, I said to you, and I'll say it again, like, before we were off, or before we were on taping here, um, five-minute major, sure, maybe, but not for Eakin. Like, Stasny probably should have got it, because, like, what happened was, is that uh, off the face-off, Cody Eakin cross-checked Joe Pavelski. He cross-checked him, like, right in the chest. Like, just a standard sort of face-off play. And then as Pavelski was sort of, like, falling and losing his balance, uh, Paul Stasny also cross-checked Joe Pavelski, and Pavelski fell, like, really hard to the ice. Um, bashed his head and is probably out for the playoffs, uh, if not longer. And, uh, yeah, really unfortunate for the Sharks, but um, the call was against Eakin, and Eakin got five in a game for it when... I don't know, like, the the, re- the reasoning was that Eakin threw a check that caused a significant injury. But, like, yeah, I mean, like, you could also blame the guy that, like, froze the puck for the face-off to even happen, you know what I mean? You could blame 
Gary Bettman for fucking running a national hockey league. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he, he started it, I guess, like Pavelski, or sorry, Eakin. But, like, he wasn't the cause of the injury. It was it was Stasny. Gerard Gallant was uh, told by the referees that uh, the uh, play was a result of Eakin's stick um, coming into contact with Pavelski's head, which never happened. No, no, no stick touched Pavelski's head. Now... Definitely not Eakin's, anyway. Should... And I'm I'm not a proponent for um, this type of rule. Brutal, brutal head violence? Oh, okay. Um, but should we have some degree of review when it comes to a player getting tossed from a game? Yeah, probably. But, I mean, we've already ruined the NHL. Why continue to do so? Because it's never going to get any better, I guess. I don't, I don't know. I guess, um, yeah, I don't know. I, li- I, like, I like human error in sports, but in this particular instance, like... You kicked a guy out of a hockey game for what I th- I thought was nothing, and the uh, wrong guy got kicked out, and the other guy should have got kicked out. Uh, if, if you're calling it by that rule, is yeah, what I mean. I, like, I, I don't I don't think there was any any merit in tossing anyone out of that game um, at that point. Uh, you're you're talking about like a, a freak injury to a, like you can't honestly tell me that Paul Stasny of all people was trying to drop Joe Pavelski on his head. He initiated contact. No, but you don't hit a guy while they're already falling. Sure, it's the I don't same know. thing as Kucherov, right? I don't know. I it didn't look like he was trying to, you know, obviously have that happen. The way the play unfolded, the guy fell. Funny, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, Stasny maybe didn't need to touch him, but he also wasn't trying to drop him on his head. Yeah, I'm not going to sit here and say that like Stasny had uh, super mo- like malevolent intent there, but. Um... He definitely caused the injury to me, and I, I think that's five in a game to me. But um, I think there's a case to be made. It's not five in a game, but it definitely he, it definitely was a penalty to me, and he definitely should have got it. Not Eakin is what I thought. Yeah, like if if you want, you you could call a penalty on the play. And I'm watching it again here, and you know from from everything that I can tell based on what you know I'm looking at here, Stasny absorbs contact with Pavelski. Uh, Pavelski kind of bounces off Stasny and just falls funny. And I don't know. Call it two minutes for roughing, or you could call two minutes for cross-checking on Eakin if you wanted to. But, like, the referees at that point made a a decision based on false information, based on what they told the coach. And one team lost as a result of that decision. And I, I don't think that's right. Obviously, at the end of the day, uh, one team had to go home, and it just totally swung the momentum of that game at that point because you're talking about a, a team up 3 nothing with about seven minutes left to play um, being handed a, a five-minute power play that was going to last until that five minutes was up. So, Are you a big fan of uh, Evander Kane calling Ryan Reeves the Muffin Man? No. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I don't know. I thought it was really, really odd. Um when you lose a fight and decide to call a guy a muffin man. Yeah, I was pretty annoyed with the Joe Thornton comments, I'm not going to lie. That was kind of, uh, I thought, quite a liberty on uh, Reeves' part. I'm, have you I'm, not heard about this? No, have I, you, I have remember... You, have you heard about this? I remember I remember Reeves responding, but I can't remember why. Like, what did Thornton... Well, because th- oh, of, of the hit. Yeah. yeah, and then Reeves uh, said that Thornton's got no hockey sense or something like that. Oh, he's, he's, he's getting old. He's an old man. He's but, getting old. Yeah. You know, he can't see... He needs his reading glasses. Yeah, how dare you? But, to a degree, 
I don't know. What Thornton said about the hit, I, I was pretty uh, appalled at because of the notion that uh, Thornton's uh, toddler children hit him harder than what he uh, dished out to Nosek was uh, an absolute joke. Um, I don't know. I like Joe Thornton, and I'm, and I'm trying to keep on that uh, bus. So, hmm. yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, that, that series was fun. It's over now. They hate each other. Uh, they already hated each other, and now they hate each other even more, those teams. So, mm. that's, um, would you say that they are probably Vegas's biggest rivals at this point, is San Jose? Probably, just based on, you know, having met in the playoffs the last two years. Yeah. And, um, now, each team has a has a win. Obviously, there was some controversy in this series that kind of fueled the fire, but... Yeah, I guess if, 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 you had to, if you had to pick somebody, I, I think Anaheim and L.A. are just so close in, in uh, proximity to each other that that's a, a natural thing. And I guess that leaves uh, San Jose as the, you know, third third wheel to a degree. And now they've got Vegas to hate, I guess. So that's it's good. We all have someone to hate. Do we? Except Phoenix. Phoenix is just kind of hanging out down there. Well, I don't hate Phoenix because Phoenix doesn't have an NHL team. Um, the Nashville Predators are out. Yeah. You got one. Eat some more shit. Nice. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, the Dallas Stars in six. Predators are out. What, what what happened here for the Predators? The offense dried up because, like, they had... Uh, they already had minimal to begin with, too. Yeah, like, they, they were unable to score more than three in a game at any point, and uh, uh, they only won one of those as a result. So... Uh, yeah, we talked about you know Dallas needing to show up with its offense, and they didn't need to apparently uh, because it didn't matter because Nashville uh, decided not to you know score uh, when they got to the, the postseason. So yeah, congrats to the Dallas Stars. Look, I'm uh, I didn't pick them to win, but it's not like I, I don't like them. Like they're they're a fun team to watch because they just they play a little differently. You know, like they're not a run and gun. They're more of a you know, this team would fit perfectly in the 90s, is basically what I'm saying. It's kind of amazing how that happened, eh? Remember the few years ago where the Dallas Stars couldn't keep, like, seven goals out of their net in, on a given game? They yeah. were winning every game, like, eight to seven, and now yeah. they're, like, this fucking Shut down. bleed the hell out of the game sort of thing. Yeah, are we sure Ken Hitchcock really left? Maybe he'll come back. Mm. One can only hope. He's got to do something. Yeah, um, Yeah. the, uh, the, the Nashville Predators. Uh, do you think... That the Predators are at a point where there needs to be a uh, major inquiry in terms of uh, how the team is constructed. I don't think so. No, no. Like I, you've you've got a fantastic uh, a fantastic core. One of the biggest issues that they have is that their their goaltender disappears in the playoffs. And I think at the end of the day, if if UC Saros is the guy that steps in next season, that's not the worst option. I don't know. Maybe it's not the answer, but it's yeah. It could be a a, a a quick fix if he's the real deal. I'm dying on the Pekka Rene as a horrible goaltender hill. I'm and that's dying fine. on it. Yeah, no, I don't care. He's, he's awful. He's uh, he's had moments, and you can't say that he hasn't, but they just haven't been yeah, he's consistent awful, enough. But... to. Yeah, he just hasn't been consistent enough. And this team's got a, you know, on paper, they've they've got one of the best, you know, rosters, I think. Like, their their center depth is unbelievable. Um, their decor is fantastic. They've got skill on the wings, and... When it all comes together, they look like a really dangerous team. And, uh, yeah, uh, a couple playoff meltdowns from Pekka Rene, and um, that's all she wrote because you can't have any mistakes like that in the playoffs. And I, I think that that's where 
this team lives and dies, and it's unfortunate because I think that they've uh, got a really good thing going on paper. Yeah. Uh, my thought on the Predators, you can't be one of the league's best defenses if you're expecting to defend the entire game. Uh, they don't have the puck nearly enough, and it starts with their forwards. They don't really have... Um, they don't have a lot of talented forwards, to be honest with you. Like, they have some that are really talented, but they don't have a ton of talented forwards. Um, I'm struggling to remember who's even on their second line, to be honest with you. Um, so my thought is that you need to add at least a dynamic forward in the offseason, and if Artemi Panarin is interested in coming to the Music City, then uh, come on, come on aboard. Well, I think that That'd they're going to take a probably a good, hard, long look at uh, Bobrovsky as well, because like we just talked about, Rene is not getting it done. Ideally, the Predators can just commit as much money as possible to the goaltending. You yeah, know? well, they, they've certainly saved some bucks uh, elsewhere in the Ooh, roster. if they get so. like Mike Smith, he might be able to score goals for them. Hmm, okay. You ever think about that? Yeah. That, Marty that's... Marty Turco, maybe get him as like a goalie consultant. Okay. That's Teach him how to score certainly goals. Certainly one plan, I Carey guess. Carey Price. But, um... The Predators will spend to the cap next year, and it'll all be on goaltenders. I'm down. Let's do it. Fire Laviolette and have your coach just be another goaltender, like... You know, Ryan Miller with his equipment still on. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. And he's just coaching with his equipment on. Uh, yeah, that's that's a sight anyway. I, 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 uh, sure. Yeah, give me a call, Nashville. I'm ready to go. I'll, yeah. uh, I'll construct this super team anytime you're anytime you're ready to go. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, real quick here, Canes and uh, Capitals. I was gonna say Canucks. The Hurricanes and the and the Washington and the Vancouver Capitals tonight. <laughs> Still pretty hungover here. Um, what uh, what say you tonight? I don't know. This is, <laughs> this is fucked. Each team has looked uh, pretty dominant at different times. Um, it's in Washington, so, I mean, the Caps haven't lost at home at this point. I think that they've maybe got the edge. So, yeah, I don't know. I, 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 I like Washington because they're at home. I'll, that's about the easiest I can Who'd you take, take to it. win this series initially? Washington. Caps? In seven? Uh, I think I said six. Nice. But, yeah. I got caps in seven. I'm sticking caps in seven. Although, I wouldn't hate it if Carolina won. Because uh, uh, I know Capitals fans, and it's just at this point, it's uh, time to bring them down to my level and, and create even more misery for them. Boston Bruins. If I have to be sad, then so does everyone else. The Boston Bruins are going to win the cup, aren't they? Yeah, I was thinking about that this morning. Did you consider that? The Bruins could still win the cup. Could be a really, really bad year. Um, okay, well, yeah, I'm taking the Capitals. You're taking the Capitals, so we'll see what happens here. Uh, should be a good game seven. You probably will have watched the game before you hear this episode. So, uh, yeah, hopefully we're right. And if not, uh, it's one series where I don't mind being wrong because the Carolina Hurricanes are a lot of fun. They are. Um, and uh, I'm, I'm kind of rooting for them, but I just don't think they got it in them. That's all. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Alrighty, well, is, that, uh, uh, that'll is, be it. Is Stahl our last Thunder Bay boy left? Uh, oh, Bertuzzo, Bertuzzo yeah. yeah. Yeah, is that it though? Makes Stahl, sense. Bertuzzo. Nobody on the Islanders, nobody on the Bruins, no one on Columbus. No. Like, I guess, oh no, Chorney's in the Miners, so. Yeah. 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 Oh. Well, 
Go Leafs, go! That's what I always say. See you later. River Dirty.